The following podcast contains explicit language. You're listening to the Cinematography Podcast presented by Hot Rod Cameras, a program about the art, craft and philosophy of the moving image and the people who make it happen. Coming to you from the world headquarters of Hot Rod Cameras in Hollywood, California, are your hosts, Ben Rock and Ilya Friedman. Hey, Ilya, it's bonus episode time. Bonus episode. Yeah, we need some bonus episode theme music. We got to get K's on that. So, yeah, I, I had to do bonus episode voice there for the uh, for that one. So. <laughs> Maybe Ben put like a really kick-ass reverb on it. Or reverb, something. yes. Bonus episode. Yeah, you, you did not have enough cinematography podcasts in your life this week. Here it comes again with Jeff Singpeel. Tell me about Jeff Singpeel. Anyway, yes, uh, Jeff Singpeel is the chief technologist over at Keycode Media. He is a really, really big brain guy and someone who I've known for many, many years. Uh, he's going to talk to me here a little bit in this interview about different ways about working remotely for at least for post-production. So uh, media existing uh, locally or uh, on a remote server and accessing it in very much the same way that you would if you were inside of a post-production suite. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. He, he goes into uh, to uh, several different methods and uh, I felt like it was a really great thing to uh, share with our audience right now, especially if there's some people who are going, I kind of need to do this work, but doing the work at home is either going to be expensive or time consuming or uh, inconvenient. Uh, now there's, uh, there's, there's plenty of good ways to actually make this happen. I'm, I'm going to listen to this very carefully because uh, I do tons of post-production work at home. So uh, maybe I can pick up a couple of tricks. All right. Without further ado, here is Jeff Sengpale. The Cinematography Podcast Interview. Jeff Sengpale. Uh, thank you so much for being on the Cinematography Podcast. Uh, you and I have known each other a very, very long time. We were just uh, talking right before we got on mic. It's been 17 years. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I'm, I'm so glad that we've been able to reconnect and we've kind of were talking about our, our varied histories before uh, sitting down here. Uh, tell people, uh, you're a technologist. I know mm-hmm. you're a technologist and a, a damn good one. Uh, and uh, by by history of your resume and some of the places you've worked and things mm-hmm. that you've done. But just tell people a little bit about, about who you are. Sure. Let's see. Uh, I was born a poor child. and No. <laughs> we have that well, in common. We, we got that. Yeah, we got, exactly. We got that in common. Um, I grew up in the Midwest, came out of Columbia College, uh, which became a avid, avid program, avid, yeah. avid training uh, facility. So became Basically, it was like a question of when I was going to go to work for Avid. So I went to work for them, did a little stint with them, and then uh, did a little time with a reseller out in the Midwest and then came out here. Uh, So I've worked in rentals. I've worked in sales and then got into broadcast. I was working for ABC, did most of the uh, post transition for General Hospital, moving from standard definition to high definition. Oh, wow. Um, That was a Fun workflow. I bet. Lots of heavy lifting. I'm sure. And then... Because um, that's a daily, daily soap opera. That's the... It's idea. a daily soap opera and, and plus dealing with, uh, you know, other clients there, marketing folks. So had experience with broadcast, uh, went to work for a company called Chainsaw. And um, Chainsaw was doing uh, reality TV. Uh, they did all of American Idol. Oh, America's I remember. Talent. I used to supply uh, the gear to, to American Idol. So. So, uh, so you think you can dance. It, basically, oh, yeah. dance. it was dancing or singing. It probably came out of Chainsaw. Um, which, of did, course, became Sim. Which became Sim. Um, we also got into episodic and theatrical 
Oh yeah. Uh, at that point, so oh, we, uh, didn't uh, Game of Thrones go through? Uh, Game of Thrones, we yeah. did seasons five, six, and seven there. Uh, so then, you know, did did a little bit of time with uh, with Panavision, uh, mm-hmm. some theatrical, some stuff. There's still certain things that I'll look at my IMDb and it pops up that I've got credit for, and I'm like, oh, I, I've forgotten I, about that. I yeah. didn't. Oh, I didn't even know <laughs> I had that. So okay, cool. You, you spend enough time in this industry, and uh, you're often surprised by the stuff that you did. Yes. <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, I, I guess I did do that. I remember a meeting at some time or another uh so you know then went to work for our friends over at keycode uh value-added reseller we handle uh broadcast uh post-production they started in post-production sports stadiums um live house of worship um conference rooms you name it they can do it it's in media and entertainment so i was on the solutions architecture team and now i'm the chief technologist over there which doesn't surprise me at all because you're you're a very very uh big brain guy it's it's, it's throbbing um (laughs) You're, you're, you're a smarty pants, that, which, which, which I mean with, with all love and respect. We so, try. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, been been working on, you know, color color bays and high-end episodic stuff. We're, we're in the most uh, turbulent time that I can remember in my nearly 30 years in this industry. And uh, I mean, and this includes things like writer's strike and all the other mm-hmm. things that have kind of caused disruptions to work. And uh, the reason I wanted to have you come in and talk on the podcast is because you posted something really interesting on social media about... Uh, doing post workflows remotely doing mm-hmm. editing uh you know away from uh maybe your footage or away from you know having a local version of that and using some of these new services uh i want you to tell our listeners about some of the stuff that is available now which frankly some of it's new has just mm-hmm. come into being and others is a little uh, is a little bit older i think most people were kind of ignoring or didn't know existed or hadn't yet used it to change their lives and uh you and i are sitting maybe six feet apart in a conference room and stuff right now mm-hmm. just because well because that's uh, because uh, social distancing it's social distancing and we and we, we are prescribing to all the CDC guidelines here over at, at Hot Rod Cameras. But what the distances you're talking about for this sort of stuff could be on the other side of the planet. It, it could be. And I, I think the the one of the posts that I, I did, I was I was down in Phoenix last week for some training on some virtual sets. And, you know, all hell broke loose. NAB got canceled and then, you know, everything started going crazy. And we had set up, we, we've got control of one of our... Um, or a couple of our systems, <clears throat> one of which was a, a an old Mac cheese grater. We borrowed it from a rental house in town because the idea was to try to set up a, a remote workflow. So I was able to control a Mac Pro, a 2009 Mac Pro, so an 11-year-old box, um, sitting on Wi-Fi from a studio, guest Wi-Fi from a studio, while my machine was updating PowerPoint in the background, and I was you know controlling, it was a media composer in that case, um, and that one, that one went, pardon the, pardon the, the phrase, it went viral. So people were picking up and, and like, okay, the, I guess people want to see this. Uh, all right. So, so most of our listeners are, are lay here. We, we're not going to go mm-hmm. da- too far down in the rabbit hole of exactly what makes this work. But tell our listeners what makes this work. Why is that? <laughs> why, why is this possible? Here, here, I'm taking away all of your tools, like all the the the, the technical acronyms and uh, and and gigaflops that you would or- ordinarily that, put in here. All that now, stuff. Yeah. Now, so <laughs> the 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 way this works is our friends at Hewlett Packard mm-hmm. decided um, people would be able to use computers that were, say, in another part of the building to render. So they invented this this thing called remote graphics service. Uh, the odd thing is, just before all this hit, they had just changed the name of the product to Z Central Remote. Hmm. Um, 
and it's a bad time for them to change the product name because all these people are used to saying RGS. Mm -hmm. So the, the thing that became apparent was they were able to basically scale that up. So most of the remote solutions people are using like TeamViewer or uh, LogMeIn or trying to uh, Apple Remote Desktop control a machine, it doesn't update in real time. You're, you know, you want your you images to run at, oh, yeah. you know, 23 frames a second, 29 frames a second, 59 frames a second. You want to be able to see what you're doing. Uh, you it, want to see what you're doing, and you want the audio to deliver in sync. Yo, because that, that's a biggie. That's kind of a difficult little piece. Yeah, when when you don't have it in sync, it's it's bad kung fu film time. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. and 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 the thing is, it drives people nuts, and they just can't use the solution. They, they can't, yeah. So what, what our friends at HP did is they just said, okay, if you bought one of our Z-series workstations, this is free. Ah, remote it, graphics server is free. It's free. Yeah. Um, if you don't, however, own an HP, they're going to let you use it, but, you know, they want a license fee for it. So what we figured out we can do is through a little something called Bootcamp mm. that mm -hmm. Apple put out there, you can take a perfectly fine Macintosh and you can load it with the Windows OS, Windows 10, load whatever editorial software you want, you know, your platform of choice. Um, and a lot more choices than some of the later Mac versions of software would let you do. Hmm. And you can control it remotely the same way. So the experience we did was that 11-year-old box. I said we need to be able to do this with something that's off the shelf from a rental house. Hmm. And literally we got a hold of one, set it up, um, took a little while to get the boot camp part of it to behave correctly. Once that was in place, it was just a matter of, hey, let's get the software installed and take control of it. So we just use something called a virtual private network, VPN. VPN. Many um, people use it to many people use <clears throat> it. Many. watch streaming services from other countries. And, well, and, yeah. Yeah, and, they, they and use the it to, to, to fake their fake their location. That's right. So what you're doing at in, with a VPN is you are connecting to another network as if you're there. So if I'm connecting to, say, you know, the key code network from Phoenix – um, you know, key codes in Burbank. So I'm literally dialing into the firewall, which controls the internet connection. And as long as I've got enough bandwidth going through there, I then am part of the network. It's like you're there. It's like I'm there, which which actually is a good thing to point out for people who are on the VPN, who are doing, you know, just normal tasks like accounting or whatever. In some VPN instances, if you go to a web page, it goes through the house network of your corporation. Mm -hmm. So if you're connected to your VPN on your home computer and you start browsing things, there may be information getting out you don't want to get out. Sure. Just saying. <laughs> um, but the thing yeah. is, if you're there uh, and you're connected, you get the right bandwidth, you can use this software to set it up. And um, part of this, part of the difficulty is in, in, in LA, we're a Mac town. We yeah, always have been. Def definitely. And probably always will be. Uh, Apple uh, decided somewhere along the line that they didn't want to allow people to virtualize their operating system. Hmm. So you don't run Mac things in the cloud. Amazon doesn't have it. Google doesn't have it. And you can't run it in a virtual machine. And you can't, basically, you can't remote it. So it became obvious we needed to do something different. Apple does allow you to load Windows on one of those machines. So we just figured out how to do that, and 
Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, that that's really that that's that's really amazing because that means that price is not really uh, an object for someone necessarily because the hardware that you could use for this sort of thing is old, and uh, if you've got your setup at your post house, your post facility, or your maybe your office plus a VPN plus this old hardware with a bootcamp partition, mm-hmm. uh, voila, it's essentially at like operating thanks to the uh, remote graphics server, uh, as if you were right there and your bandwidth being sufficient. And we're, I'm assuming that this is standard sort of uh, high speed uh, sort of DSL is, is fine for each, each system you're looking to, to go through that firewall needs 20 megabits of bandwidth. So I think that's that's pretty achievable from that, a that's typical... achievable for most folks yeah. um, at, at a at a you know, a, a facility that they'll have that sort of throughput um, to their internet. The the part of the difficulty there is getting folks to realize that, yep, we have to go VPN, got to do this. Um, I think there's actually going to be um, an, another podcast somewhere else talking uh, with folks who are in charge of, you know, uh, the content security and delivery folks talking about how VPN stuff can be secure. That's right, because uh, if we're talking about like studio or network productions, uh, the security uh, protocols are extreme. And typically that stuff is not usually let within a country mile of sort of like uh, open uh, networks or anything that someone could could get into. The idea is to keep it all uh, safe, secure, and grounded. And it's very, very difficult for evenly um, the security protocols of things like, you know, Asperisoft or these other sort of things that have become now standard to disseminate some of the stuff at high speed across across the world. So, Correct. Yeah. And and it's and the, the thing is also you're showing images still on a screen at someone's house. That's right. So someone with a cell phone camera can take a picture. There there are still some, you know, concerns out there. Um, so the funny thing is I think in since last Thursday I've talked to all the major studios except for Disney about this sort of solution. It's just people are people are needing to get something done quickly. And that that's the thing you can do. You can get it done fast. Very fast. So yeah. if you've like we've we've got our OS build or if you're doing it yourself, uh, you know, say you've got an old trash can cylinder or you got a new Mac Pro and you're turning it into a boot camp system, in probably about two, three hours, you can be up and running. And as long as you get your VPN connection, get all the software installed, pay HP their license fee, and off you go from home. The thing we actually also have seen is some folks have come to the party just a little bit too late. Mm -hmm. I was on the phone with somebody in San Francisco, and as we were on the phone, the mayor of San Francisco issued (laughs) a shelter-in-place order. Lockdown. Yeah, it's like, how are we going to... Someone still has to, you know, get this accomplished for you. So part of the thing is to kind of get yeah. it accomplished while you still can. And and uh, I'm not trying to minimize it and say that this is trivial, uh, but it's it sounds like it's relatively easy. But it does mm-hmm. help to know what you're doing to yeah. to 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 set this all up. I assume that that's something that that that. Yeah, you know. I mean that that's that's one of the things. Basically, uh, in talking with our sales team at, at Keycode, it's like, okay, guys, here's. Here's the cost for the Windows license. Here's the HP license. Here's an extra hard drive if you want to do this. And here's our services to make this happen, whether we're doing a clone of drives at our facility and it's going out to someone or we have to go on site to do it. Um, There's some stop motion animation folks out there who are going to be putting this into service tomorrow. 
Um, had a call today with with them and the guy who's going to be going out doing that. You know, going over details as what what needs to happen. So they've got cylinders that are turning into this. And, but the thing is, it's still it, it's good to have the tech savvy to do it, and and the, the idea is that it can be done quickly and relatively inexpensively. Hmm. So um, uh, some of the other solutions that are out there. Are, yeah, let's let's talk about this. I mean, there's there's some older yeah, older. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. I mean, the, here here's and, and I've seen folks who are doing this in town. There's there's some reality shows where they just said we need to do something right now. So they had a bunch of hard drives in their vault. Let's dump what these people need and they're, said they're cloning all their media. They're, basically, they're, copying all their yeah. media, and they said. Get what you need out of your room. Don't come back tomorrow. That's so right. Take, take all your take drives. Your, take these, your stuff. Go yeah. home and and off you go. Um, I mean, and, the, and that that's a way. That the, way you've got a duplicate version of all the stuff that exists at the facility, and now it's remote. It's a, it's at home, and you're working locally. It probably makes it a little harder to share though, or have someone else access it, or get into it that. It does, and then you have to manage, you know, who's working on what and where it's going, because most people who've been working in. An a collaborative, shared, yeah, yeah, yeah. Avid shared environment. It's collaborative. The new Adobe environment that's coming out, that's going to be collaborative. But this is kind of anti-collaborative. The piece about if you're controlling your machine that's back at the shop, it's all your collaboration still exists there. You're just going in and, and talking to that existing collaboration and saying, okay. I'm, I'm just physically not there, but everything else exists and functions as normal. Correct. And, and for some people in the industry, it's, you know, they're physically not there when, you know, Sometimes they're physically there, but they're mentally not. I mean, it's just, <laughs> just what happens out there. That's, it's fair. That, that's a systemic problem. I think I, I, I've encountered it almost everywhere I've ever worked. Exactly. So, and, and, and especially the, like when that person is about one or two days before vacation. So that's like they're physically there. That but happens. But and, and there's some other folks I've talked to and it's like, well, social distancing? I understand that. This was high school for me. <laughs> that was four Ooh. years of my life. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. That was great. <laughs> So, and then there's other technological solutions that are out there, um, you know, going cloud-based. Mm, um, the mm-hmm. folks over at Bebop have, have a workflow that works if you're, you're Adobe folks. Mm. You have to lift and shift everything. So the difficulty with... What the do lift, you mean by lift and shift? I, basically, I, you pick it up from where it is and you shift it into the cloud. Okay. So you either move exactly what you need or you take the entire workflow and throw it up there. But, I mean, I assume that what's coming down for you to work with quickly is proxies. You're not probably working with... It, uh, it actually is the same concept as the as the uh, HPZ remote. Oh, really? The central remote software. So you're full- you are using a Teradici client that's living on a web server somewhere uh, in someone's cloud. I'm not familiar with this Italian word. You this said, Italian so. word, Teradici. <laughs> uh, Teradici is a it, it's a card that people put in their PCs. Oh, okay. Can't do it on a Mac because uh, yeah. Mac doesn't let closed, you closed do this. system, closed world. It, yeah. Well, it, it's not that it closed; just they don't want to do it. Yeah, don't. Um, don't you dare put that in me, unless it, it's a Thunderbolt. Exactly. So. Then, then we're fine. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's a Teradici workflow. It's the, it's the same concept. It's just everything. It's not on your premises, and you're not controlling your own system. Everything you have is in the cloud. So mm. all the storage you have, you know, the, the meter's running. Once you hop in the taxi, off you go. Your systems can be spun up and down as you need them. So if you're, you know, because everybody's working from home, if you're working from, you know, 2 a.m. to um, noon, mm. yeah, yeah. You know, when you're done, it turns off, and maybe someone else picks up that system and they continue working. It's a full collaborative sort of setup, but it's... You know, it's not a single pay in using what you've got in your own facility. So while it, it basically we, we, we at Keycode, we put a blog out and we said it, it's the Ferrari of workflows. Be really cool if you want to do that. 
It, it, it is it is not cheap. It's not inexpensive. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, good, uh, you know, good, in, fast, in, and cheap. Good, fast yeah. cheap. We only ever get to have two. That's we right. We haven't figured out a way to get around that. So yet. this is good and fast. Very yes, expensive. It's good and fast. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I understand. It's it's a, a uh, Amazon Web Services on steroids that allows you to access your files and anyone else can log in and that all exists virtually. And you never have to worry about a crash or that being deleted because supposedly once it exists into the cloud, it exists in, in infinitum, but how how uh, how secure would that be then? Well, I mean, the truth of the matter is there really hasn't, the only cl hack of a cloud system was Capital One, and that was an inside job. Mm. So if cloud workflows are secured correctly with the way they suggest you secure them, you're going to be pretty... Pretty you're, decent. You're set. I mean, you still have that issue where, okay, I'm working from home, and, you know, my... My teenage kid is over over my shoulder with the, the you know <laughs> taking a picture, and you know I I've been that what was it it was the episode where Jon Snow wasn't dead oh okay it showed up online and oh, no. one morning I woke up and I heard that I was like oh holy crap and, 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 and it turned out people... it was it turned out it was some it was a DVD screener at a at a critic's house and I was like oh, oh good oh, thank goodness. wasn't you yeah that wasn't me we're not leaking uh, and, and for the and for the two people out there who don't know who Jon Snow is he's a fictional character on Game of Thrones there you go correct who and everyone who, thought was dead everyone thought was dead but then turns out not not so much so are we supposed to say spoiler alert not at now? all this is so many years okay, we don't we don't we don't have past. To... <laughs> no no we're we're good but in case that that person's like Jon Snow dead yeah. What is he? Yeah. Is he related to who? What? Yeah, okay. we don't know why we're talking about this. <laughs> All right. So, uh, M uh, your your uh, Teradici, mm -hmm. Teradici uh, web based system, uh, your your cloning of drives, which then would probably be the cheap, but not necessarily maybe maybe the best. Uh, and mm -hmm. then you've got something in the middle here with the new uh, HP system with mm -hmm. the remote graphics server. Uh, is there another system that you're that you're fond of or well, that, you, that people um, are using, or maybe a third party service? Or well, the, there's there's a there's a piece, and and the thing is, a lot of manufacturers have tried to come out with stuff that makes sense. Um, if you're an Adobe house and you're using um, something called the SNS. Uh, basically Studio Network Solutions as a product called Evo. Mm -hmm. um, they just came out with a software called Nomad. Hmm. And they have built-in asset management on their storage. So it's, it, you know, it's basic rudimentary stuff. But it's one like the, network attached storage. Network attached of, storage. Yeah. And, and then there's this asset management layer that they include with it. Um, the first thing that does is it, looks at all your footage and creates proxy files. Hmm, so okay. it made them because it... As soon as you uploaded it, it just said automatic, here we go. Yeah, automatic, here's the proxies, so they're available through their share browser software. So they put together this piece called Nomad. And what Nomad does is it says, oh... <laughs> wanders. I'm, yeah, let's see, wander. <laughs> if you are working with, you know, this project, you know, project number four, you tell it, give me project number four, it goes through and it says, oh, here are all the proxy files that are related to the real media, mm. and it grabs them and puts them in one thing. So it either puts it on your computer, or if you're attached via VPN, it puts it on a, a hard drive, and that way you disengage from the system and you can go, or you could use a VPN network to pull it down local, get your work done, and it still can relate back to what's back at the shop. Oh. So that that's something that's really cool for uh, Adobe workflows and so Creative Cloud uh, uh, Premiere based. Correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Um, and you know, basically, SNS said it's free. Wow. So if you've got one of our servers, 
get Evo and you can you can do this. Um, you know, you still have to work out your licensing and all that other stuff. So the the thing is with the distributed workflows where you, you take a drive, take a system, or take your media in whatever way, like the Nomad system, you still have a lack of collaboration. Sure. Something still has to, A, you're still going to have to manage that either by dividing up the work in such a way that you don't have to worry about how it gets back together. Uh, you can't have two people in at the same in at the same time in the same project. Is that what you mean? Or are you talking no, about in the same footage? What or? I mean is okay. because your your projects aren't shared any longer. Uh, okay. Anybody can be in them, but okay, who's made changes to Act Two? Yeah. So um, you know. Uh, so Rita's then you've got a version. Changes. You've got a version. Yeah. Who's who's over? Yeah. Who who wins? Yeah, and, yeah. and that's 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 what I've always called the concatenation error, where two things are going on at the same time. You go to put them back together and. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it just makes that noise. <laughs> but the, the the thing is with the with with the bebop workflow, yeah. if you're if you're online, they have an over the shoulder mode, so a producer can actually log in and watch what's happening. Oh, okay, um, or and make some sort of uh, uh, notes or some sort of con- they can make notes, or? but you know everybody's got one of these, yeah, so these cell like, phone things, and you like just do a the, FaceTime session over here. Take two frames off of that. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll do that for yeah, you. Yeah, no sure. problem. Um, <laughs> I used to know a colorist who had a, a knob on their their panel that was not attached to anything, and whenever the producer would say something or the DP or someone would say something that was like just asinine they go okay i'm going to start walking that in right now i'm turning i'm turning tell me when you when it's enough tell me when it's enough and they go whoa whoa, whoa that's enough and they go okay and of course we're it, done it exactly yeah, nothing nothing can change nothing can change all right thank you all right we're moving on so, so also with the z central workflow the way they do it is um the first person in gets control second person in is just an observer an observer so yeah. you you you've got the same sort of concept happening it's but you could have nine people in there maybe if you wanted to you Is could it, i mean provided you've got the the vpn bandwidth because it's still delivering out sure that same sure. that same but you got a fat pipe connection and you've got someone who's in there working and you got to have a couple extra sets of eyes everyone well see the the thing is it's not just the fat pipe hmm. it's a fat pipe through the vpn Gotcha. So, so your VPN has to be it has to uh, be fish, yeah, sufficient. Yeah, and the thing is, if if folks had skimped out on a, a cheaper firewall, because mm-hmm. um, basically good, fast, cheap, you yeah. only ever get two. <laughs> um, the the less expensive firewalls, while they're they can be secure, they don't necessarily pass data quickly. Yes. Or if do. they're really secure, or if they're not really secure, they're they're passing data you know at full pipe, but you know then there's security trade offs there. So. As long as you get 20 megabits per you know user through the system in that environment, you're good. You're good. All right. That, that, that's awesome. That's a wonderful overview of, I would say, uh, you know, several of the most popular ways to do this right now. I'm sure that there are others. There definitely are. But yeah, uh, but yeah if someone wants to have a professional experience uh, and maybe has a access to a VPN and has a little bit of budget. Uh, it sounds like you've got uh, some really good solutions. And mm-hmm. if you can afford the Ferrari, if you can afford the Yeah, we can, we can hook you up with, with, with those folks. Um, I mean, it just becomes a question of how fast you need to do this. Um, how secure do you need to be? And how much do you want to spend? And, and the, the difficulty at this point is, you know, time, the time factor is done. Um, you know, my, my, uh, I grew up in Oak Park, Illinois. They just announced shelter in place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like an hour and a half ago. So, it's it's getting it's getting crazy, and you know, setting up folks who can do this. Um, the one thing I, I do want to say about the Z Central workflow mm. is it doesn't. There are there are places where it, it's not not optimum. Mm. So if you're doing audio mixing, or if you're doing color, 
Hmm. You don't have that producer monitor on the side, that third monitor that everybody's used to seeing. It's just the GUI. Sure. So you're getting stereo audio, which means most people can't do any mixing, mm-hmm. uh, and you're not getting a color-accurate picture. So as a color platform, it's not that good. But the thing also is, if everybody else is out of the office, ooh, the office is empty. That's right. So you can have the colorist go in in the morning, someone cleans up, you know, they clean up afterwards, and then the, the mixer comes in at night. Um, you know, deadlines are going to have to move around a bit. We, we've been, in, you know, introduced a... Uh, Clorox disinfecting wipe uh, protocol over here. Nice. And as I think that uh, most people who uh, are remaining open during this time period uh, have, have to do. I, and, you know, got it. My, my hometown, they announced shelter in place yesterday as well. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, it. And it doesn't sound like that's happening in Los Angeles, at least not for the moment. But, you know, it, yeah, exactly. Not knocking here and there. But uh, you never know. It, it, could, it could happen. This is an unprecedented time. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people have not lived through a pandemic. Yeah, I don't think anyone has lived through a pandemic uh, unless you count uh, SARS or one of the other things that uh, were mostly localized. But we we did get a couple of cases of Ebola a couple of years ago. But it's yes. not it's not the same sort of like just mass spread that we're having now. And uh, I think that there is ways to, you know. God, I, I'm reminded of like, you know, PSAs from my youth, but, you know, knowledge is half the battle. Mm-hmm. If you know this stuff, then you can protect yourself and you can respond accordingly and that we can all, you know, at least go along our merry way as uh, informed and as uh, safely as possible. And uh, Jeff, I want to thank you, no right, worries. you know, for coming in and doing this because uh, really uh, there's a lot of good information out there. But uh, what I typically find is that people don't know where to get that information from. There's a lot of misinformation and bad information. And so I always want to try to have the best people that I know to uh, deliver that information to our listeners. And if you have questions about this, we're going to, of course, have links in the show notes. And mm-hmm. you can find uh, find us and find Key Code and find Jeff and find all that stuff. So uh, Very thank, cool. you, thank you so much for, for being on the show. Thanks, really? for, thanks for having me. Great to come over and, and great to see you again after so long. It, 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 was, it, was, it was really, really fun. Thanks, Jeff. Cool. This has been the Cinematography Podcast, presented by Hot Rod Cameras. Find your next camera, lens, or accessory on the web at hotrodcameras.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes and connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Thank you.